Hello and welcome to Night Shift Radio, I think we are calling it. A uh, quick word, we were actually just talking about it before the show. Um, this is going to be episode two. We recorded an episode about Star Wars. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to release that because it, it ran a lot longer than we planned. And to be honest, it was like, let's talk about what we liked and didn't like about the new movie. And it ended up being mostly what we didn't like about the new movie. <laughs> Yikes. And so I just kind of, there was good back and forth, but honestly, I, I kind of want this podcast to be more of a focus on like on, on positive things, like negative things or, you know, like we're going to talk about uh, today, a topic of uh, our mid-season review of Destiny. And no doubt there will be some, some good and some bad uh, with that. But uh, yeah, don't know if that episode will see the light of day. So this is officially episode two. Welcome. Um, we are recording this a little over halfway through season of The Worthy and Destiny 2. So kind of wanted to talk about our thoughts about it, what we've seen so far, what's coming. But uh, I'd like to introduce our hosts um, going by alphabetical order. Go ahead and take it away. <laughs> uh, hi, my name's Avery or Legend of DBZ, as my screen name is. Um, I just started playing Destiny again about a month or so well right when the season of the worthy started actually right right yeah and uh yeah i took a break for uh pretty much ever since season of the drifter i believe it was i think so yeah, yeah. so uh i was out of it for a while but i'm back in um power level like 960 or something so nice uh yeah so yeah nice it's good to have you back and then uh we also have Hey, uh, I'm Nick, also known affectionately as the Doctor Eleven. <laughs> affectionately, he didn't name himself that. We named him that. We don't even know why. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm fun worthy. I don't have the title to prove it, but <laughs> I think you have to hack to get that title. Yeah, that's. I've, been, <laughs> I've actually been trying to steal hacks from people in trials. I, I'm not sure how hacks work, so uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll edit that out. That's fine. <laughs> uh, nice. Well, thank you guys for joining. Uh, I'm the host, Devin, a.k.a. Tasty Jerk. Um, and so, yeah, we kind of, it's kind of cool. I'm glad we're able to come together. Thank you for, for making some time. We have kind of different parts of the spectrum. We have, you know, Avery's back, and we're glad to have him back. And, and maybe he's been playing a little bit more lightly this season. And then Nick is just always on the Destiny grind. So he's, you know, pretty much him and Jared, I think, are uh, are, are Destiny experts. <laughs> Um, and then I'm, I'm somewhere in between for sure. But, uh, I wanted to start us off with, you know, since we kind of know, you know, how much we've been investing in this current season, what, since we're over halfway, what do you guys think? And anybody can take it away. I'll give it a four Zavala's out of five. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good. I think that it's whelming, not underwhelming. Oh, that's it's, a good, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. It's. There's stuff. There's plenty of stuff to do, uh, and I'm sure we'll get into like like guarding games, etc. Mm. Grandmaster Nightfalls, but uh, overall, it's just kind of it's there. So mm -hmm. I've definitely been distracted by other games, happily yeah. distracted by other games. Um, yeah. But it hasn't gripped me like maybe the last season did. I, I thought the last season did a pretty good job. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could kind of agree with that. Um, yeah. Without getting too much into it, because I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Yeah. I think the lore kind of got a little lost. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely we, talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know long, but <laughs> without yeah. getting too much into it. But I definitely yeah. like, uh, like this being like my first season in like uh, months, basically. It's yeah. definitely not not a bad one by far. But uh, um, yeah, I could kind of agree with Nick where uh, where he said you know it didn't really catch me as much as other other seasons that I've played. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally, I'm exactly on the same page as you guys. Um, you know, at the beginning of the season, I, I think this was, first of all, I was excited because we had people like Avery coming back. Um, Eli, this was really his first season coming back in a while. And, yeah. and Eli has really like, he's in Destiny now, man. Like he's, he's doing forced. a lot of PvP, <laughs> yeah. grinding, and I love it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it, you know. But the first thing about this season was it was a, I, it launched like pretty much right when COVID nineteen was hitting the United States. Um, yeah, and I think the big, you know, where it first started hitting was New York and, and Washington, where uh, Bungie is located. So, unfortunately, one side effect was this season has was glitchy. 
starting off like mm-hmm. one of the glitchiest seasons we have played in recent uh years like the black banner bug uh, <laughs> beaver errors all sorts of errors beaver's still around but it's way better yeah um but they fixed a lot so it it feels good um yeah i think that's kind of where where i'm at too i feel whelmed it's definitely not terrible <laughs> if you go to destiny the reddit they're <laughs> They're a bit dramatic. They're, I literally <laughs> saw some posts saying uh, they preferred the game during the Curse of Osiris days than oh, now. Yeah. And that's those people bit. are drinking toxic waste if they think that's true. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> controversial. I'm just like, those people either have to be deliberately trolling or just they didn't actually play back then. Because it was. Oh, yeah. Well, they have more time to be dramatic, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> The previous season, Season of Dawn, was very strong, in my opinion. Like, looking back on it, uh, Avery, I don't think you were around for Season of Dawn quite. I was not. Uh, Nick, you definitely were. Yeah. But it felt like right out of the gate, the story was um, really interesting. And then there was like, I mean, you literally, this isn't a spoiler. It's like you traveled back in time through weekly story missions and saved saint 14 somebody who we saw dead in the curse of osiris days so that was like a really cool payoff and then um you know secret missions community events uh, and then rebuilding well what we got this season which was which was nice is, is trials of osiris you know trials of osiris is back and i'm thankful i'm really thankful that trials is back i suck at it um, <laughs> but <laughs> you know it's one of those things that i think it's okay to I mean, it's they call it an aspirational activity, right? Like it's yeah. it's something that you don't have to immediately be good at because it's literally where the best of the best people go. Yeah, yeah. I think those those victories definitely feel well. You know, for me as a person who plays PvP a ton, yeah. um, even the few victories I've I've gotten to eke out of trials have been feeling good. Yeah. I think that there's some inherently there's some inherent issues, and you know, that could be due to matchmaking and cheating and and whatever, but yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity for that mode to get more fun. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm I'm really hoping for the best because, man, I love Trials gear and weapons. Yeah. They're just my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It, uh, it, it definitely seems like there's a lot of potential with Trials of Osiris, but kind of going along with what you were saying, it feels like it just hasn't kind of reached that that point yet. It just needs mm-hmm. like, and it's not even like super major things, I would say. It's just a lot of little tweaks that need to be made, and I think it'll it'll be a lot better of a mode. Yeah, ag- agreed with that. And then also, um, first of all, I honestly think Trials is already starting to feel better because I uh, Trials launched and everybody was excited. Mm-hmm. I did not even care to play it first because of how glitchy the season also was. Because it was mm-hmm. like, first of all, there was hackers, which hackers are still a thing. Um, mm-hmm. we'll touch on that in a second too, but it was like, not only was there hackers, but beaver errors were way worse. <laughs> um, a lot of errors were way worse. So it was literally like, it felt like, you know, you look at like getting seven wins in trials, which is hard enough. And I don't think I'm even good enough for that quite yet. You know, um, you look at that and that's a daunting task, but then you look like, well, what are the odds of me getting beaver errored out of a middle of a match and it counting as a loss or, you know, the hackers that, that are still an issue. But it's like with the glitches that have been fixed, I feel like Trials already does feel a little bit less intimidating because it's at least, for the most part, you versus, you know, people who are very good. And you just have to get good in order to be better, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then touching on Bungie has um, talked about the improvements that they want to that they want to make the Trials. And a lot of the stuff that Bungie has been saying in the past few weeks um, does sound really good. And I hope that it continues to, you know, revitalize trials and, and things like that. The, uh, I think we're going to talk about them a little bit more too. The Seraph Towers and the Bunkers. So I, I don't know how to explain this better. So I'm just okay. going to say it. I feel like it's grindy. Mm-hmm. It's like too grindy, but it's not fluid enough. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's some disconnects. Yeah. Uh, like the game didn't teach you how to play the game, right? I can enough. Uh, I'm not sure, but initially when I got the bunkers, 
when those started opening up, I was like, what, how do I do this? I'm very confused. I'm looking <laughs> online. I'm trying to figure it out. And then I got to the yeah. point where I was like, I'm annoyed at it. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of figured it out. But now I, I don't do my daily bunker clear outs. Like I just because the initial taste was just like, yeah, heck, what the heck is this? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and it didn't. It's not fun, I guess. Okay. Uh, so not fluid and not fun. Yeah. Uh, but I do them a little bit now just so I can get the power. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What about you, Aver? Um, it, I, I agree with that. It does feel a little clunky. I, yeah. The first time I went through the uh, the bunkers and like the whole like little tutorial part of it, mm-hmm. I did enjoy my time going through that. That felt very fun yeah. the first few times. Um, but I think just when I kind of got lost, at least, was just the uh, once I started getting to the upgrade process, which yeah. I mean, eventually there was a, a bunch of guys that you could follow, which mm-hmm. helped out a lot. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it just felt a little clunky. So I think like uh, like Nick said, a little more fluidity would have been a little nice, but. Mm-hmm. It definitely wasn't terrible, but yeah, and that's where um I do enjoy the bunker system, and to a degree, this kind of feels like uh an alternate version of the obelisks. You know, it was like every uh, multiple planets had it, and they kind of had their own upgrade trees, right? Like, would you agree that's kind of similar to what we have now with bunkers? It's well, the nice thing about the obelisks, though, is that there was a um one you had one in tower, but. There was also like a a point, like it all led back to the sundial. Yeah. Um. I don't know where this is going. I guess is like the Seraph Towers. <clears throat> yeah. Like I'm glad I can spawn a robot, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you think that even that narrative cohesion kind of helped you to like the obelisks more than what we have now with the bunkers and the Seraph Towers, or like what do you think made the obelisks kind of? better or more interesting i mean one thing i think they were a little simpler yeah i think they're simpler i think the they're a little easier to understand and i could get things out of them that i understood yeah, uh, yeah. a lot easier so you know if i wanted to get the perfect paradox roll mm-hmm. um it's like okay yeah so i'll just keep doing this over and over again and there was a you know that event that helped out with that yeah. um i don't know it it just seemed easier to understand but you could get a lot of depth out of it at the same time, too. Yeah. So, so it wasn't lacking on, on that side either. Yeah. And now it kind of feels like the bunkers expanded on that, but almost maybe a little too convoluted, like a little too... And just kind of threw you in, right? Like, here's a yeah. bunker, click on stuff. And it was literally like, you look at those guides that tell you what to upgrade in the bunkers. And first of all, I mean, that's a huge help. But second of all, if you didn't follow those guides... um. <laughs> It would take way longer because, like, it makes sense once you read the guides. Like, oh yeah, I want to get the cost reduction ones first because that's going to make all the other upgrades cheaper. For sure. But it was like it just dropped you in the middle of this huge tree. And um, on one hand, I don't know how to feel about that because on one hand, I think Destiny is good when it embraces its complexity, um, mm-hmm. but I think it can be executed a little bit better. You know. Yeah, I think the depth was just too artificial. Yes. Maybe that's what it feels like, yeah. It was unlocking things for incremental, like, it it just, yeah, it was just, it felt too artificial. Like, it was just depth for depth's sake. Mm -hmm. I would agree. Um, But there's some really cool things, too. Like, honestly, I think the Seraph Tower event is really cool. Um, The rewards don't feel as... Uh, good for something that feels so sweaty. Like even from the beginning, like I was kind of like, "Dang, this is a pretty sweaty PVE event." And it was like we were under leveled at the time, and so then you start leveling up, and then okay, yeah, the enemies are getting a little easier to take down. But then they upgraded the Seraph Towers event. Now it's like you have to defend two things at a time, and so you know having a good power level, it still feels like really sweaty, and you have to do it with random people in the <laughs> overworld, right? Like. The sundial had matchmaking, and it was just it, you made sure to have six players every time. And for some reason, they kind of reverted. I like the idea of something happening naturally in the open world. That idea is really cool, but when you make it so difficult, it's like it's kind of hard to just expect random people to be running around that are going to help you. And those mm-hmm. random people may be like, "Nah, dog. Like, I just wanted to do this lost sector over here. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> like, help you with this <laughs> Seraph yeah. Towers event, you know? 
I have um, enough. I have enough hard of a time getting you know the heroic. <laughs> I was yeah. Say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think we can agree. Like those, the bunkers and the Seraph Towers event are, uh, again, like cool ideas that definitely haven't been executed badly. Like I'm, I'm very deep into bunker upgrading right now. And um, to touch on another thing, the bunkers. Um, they give you those war mind, not only the weapons, but the mods as well. Have you guys been able to tinker with that at all? I haven't um, really. No. Okay. I would here. say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing, right? Is like, it's kind of hidden. But then I kind of sat down and was like, well, what's this having me do? And it's actually really cool. Like, um, if you have the the Warmind weapons or whatever, the mods revolve around, if you use a Warmind weapon, you have a chance on a kill to drop a Warmind cell. It's just a glowing Rasputin-y looking, you know, uh, like orb that drops mm-hmm. in the middle of a fight. And all the mods that you unlock through the bunkers um, change the behavior of those orbs. So um, what happens is like very basic, like the easy mods are like, once you equip it to your armor, when you see one of those orbs and you shoot it, um, it explodes and does area of effect damage. And it's not minor either. Like it'll clear a room very easily. Like it's a pretty big, powerful explosion. And then on top of that, you do mods that it's like, oh, when you run across a warmind cell, like literally physically run across it, um, one mod will give you an overshield for doing that. One mod mm-hmm. will charge you with electricity and explode at your area. One mod will, you know. Um, and then there's a mod that lets you actually grab the cells and throw it, and it kind of sticks to whatever you throw it to. So you can, like, chuck it at a boss and then shoot it and cause explosive fire damage. Or... That's cool. Like, stuff like that is is interesting to me, and it's actually kind of helping me with the Seraph Towers event because you need to kill a lot of enemies really fast, and I think maybe that's what they're trying to tell you is, like, hey, use these Warmind mods and weapons effectively to do this event but again that what that's not really conveyed you know like you know what's interesting to me though is that as cool as that is you know just listening to you talk about it i feel like nobody else is talking about it and yeah. maybe it's because it's not powerful enough mm. like the impact that those mods have is just I don't know, because I, I have done a couple of those things, too, like where I'm like, oh, okay, I got a mod to drop, and then I caused, you know, I shot it, and it exploded, but it didn't really seem to, I I didn't see the impact. Mm-hmm. Like, I might as well just shoot the, you know, the thing. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Again, I like the idea of them experimenting with, like, mods, like new mods for a particular season and altering the gameplay. And I think um, that's what they did with the charged with light mechanic from last season. Did you use any of those mods, Nick? The charge with light mods? The charge with light mods? No, not really. See, and I didn't either. So again, I think that's that's another case of like, I see where they're going with it. And I think they just need to streamline that a little bit more. Because with those mods, it creates some really, like, if you go to uh, Paul Tassie's, um, you know, his blog, he'll talk about like, oh, here's the best mod setups. And, and there's some really cool builds that you can create. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I think needs to be made more obvious. Like, I don't know, with an in-game tutorial or something. Like, hey, look at these, you know? And it's like, I I wouldn't mind that. Even a short little, like, hey, this is what these mods can do, you know, for a new gameplay system for a new season. Right. Um, But those things are cool. And I think it's nice that they're they're there to take um, advantage of. I'm going to jump around just a little bit, but we talked about the Seraph Towers and, and the Bunkers and stuff like that. Wanted to talk about the state of, like, the world of Destiny. And, and one of the things that Avery mentioned was, like, I don't really know what's... Ha- like, what what is the point of this, right? right. Um, <laughs> I mean, what do you feel the same, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> I do, too. Absolutely. And so, to kind of recap with what, what has happened this season... Um, at the very beginning of the season, it, it's revealed that, you know, last season we fought the Cabal like crazy. And at the beginning of this season, uh, what what's left of the Cabal fighting Earth found the Almighty, which is that ship that we, um, essentially in the main Destiny 2 campaign, um, 
rid like we defeated the cabal on that ship but that ship was still up there and so the cabal found it and kind of like as a last act of defiance set it on a crash course for earth so that's the setup for this season and then it was like okay what can we do to stop this and the you know then it comes down to rasputin like he can help us um and so the the sort of core gameplay loop is like we're powering up his bunkers we're upgrading them we're using the Seraph Towers to help Rasputin launch these satellites um, and that's somehow going to defend us. But for the past several weeks, it kind of feels like we haven't really been talking about the Almighty at all. Like, <laughs> no. Since like the beginning. <laughs> you know, that was it. It was the cutscene. And the cutscene was awesome. Like, you know. Right. Um, so we... The last season was just like a really strong narrative tie from front to end. And so, so far, it feels kind of like lost. Like even in the Guardian games, I think Eva mentions it. She's like, I know things can seem bleak and, you know, our thoughts are on the almighty and stuff like that. What do you think they're going to do with that? Because I have some theories. And I guess what I'm mainly saying is I'm hoping that they have a plan that's suddenly going to be like, Oh, that makes sense. You know, like we're kind of having a slow up to this point, but then it's going to kind of amp up in the, you know, however many weeks up until the season end. But what do you guys think? Um, yeah, I'm kind of along the same the same train of thought as far as I hope something happens because yeah. as far as you know, up until this point, nothing has happened since the very beginning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, I I'm hoping that uh Rasputin will do something basically yeah. destroy it um as far as how that goes i hope it's something cool uh, I'll, I'll just say that i don't i'm really... imagining like i'm hoping for like a majora's mask style like you know like i wanted and yeah. they have I'll... already shown that the almighty is moving in different skyboxes right. but i've never seen it in game i'm not looking for like random black pixels shaped like the almighty like i i don't care if it's unrealistic man i want to see right. that thing like flying by in all its glory you know so definitely like, yeah absolutely i'm hoping we do get something like that you know like oh god it's really coming close to the city now you know mm -hmm. yeah i think that there's i feel like there's a, a disconnect here because we we got the almighty but then the weekly thing that's been updating for as far as I understand, like, the big yes. weekly thing happening are the ships, like, the pyramid ships moving in, right? Yeah. Right. And that's the thing that's, everyone's like, oh, they're getting closer, or, you know, we're seeing the map change and everything. I'm like, that's really cool. I actually kind of like that. Um, mm. But it has, like, what does that have to do with the, like, the setup is just confusing. Like, where is this going? What story threads are we pulling at? If we're pulling right. at a bunch of them, okay, but like, how are we going to close these? Because right now it just seems like there's a lot of loose ends right. that are not making a ton of progress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm 100% I'm with you. And so what I'm hoping, and we'll see, what I'm hoping is it's going to end up that this is, this is actually all related. Because there's a lot that's not adding up. And, and to me, and it could just be that, I don't know, they don't have a plan. I don't think so because of how well Again, last season felt really tight. Like it felt really like uh, 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 cohesive. Mm -hmm. And so far, we're not quite getting the story this season yet. And yeah. so, what I'm hoping is, like to me, if if you were to, you know, from the outside looking in, it's like, okay, this season is about the Almighty and stopping the Almighty, and we make a big deal out of that. And then, oh, the darkness is coming. Oh, that seems like a great theme for next season because next season leads into. Um, the expansion season, the following season, when we actually get a full expansion, and that feels like, oh yeah, that'd be a good time to actually introduce the darkness because we know they're coming from those weekly on the bunker walls. We see the darkness ships are are coming, right? Um, so what I'm thinking is they have a plan that they just haven't clued us in on yet, because it almost seems like, well, at the rate that the darkness ships are moving in. It's not looking like they're going to get here by the expansion in like September or whatever. It's looking like they're going to get here by the end of this season. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, wait, what? Like that's the big that's the big bad of this Destiny universe. So like next as soon as next season, it's going to be the darkness is here like 
So I'm curious if what we're doing with Rasputin not only affects whatever's going to happen with the Almighty, but also affects next season or uh, affects how we handle the darkness's first return. Is powering up Rasputin also going to help us, you know, maybe delay or, or, or something like that? And then that's the next season leading up to the expansion. It just feels like there's. Like, why would they start introducing that, like, the darkness is coming this season when it was supposed to be about the Almighty, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Definitely. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's... And there was a, a guy I follow that, that showed, well, when you look at the bunker wall, it's like uh, the Almighty is kind of coming at the Earth from one direction. Um, when you look at the wall, it's technically coming from the left direction. I know that's put simplistically since we're talking about space here, but right. when you look at the wall, the Almighty is coming from the left towards Earth, and the bunker that is most set up to deal with that is the Earth bunker. Um, but then there's two other bunkers, and it's the Moon and it's um, it's Io, mm-hmm. and the Io one. Well, the first playable planet that we're going to that we currently have that the darkness will hit first is Io. Right. It will be Io. So that that guy was theorizing like, okay, these bunkers are actually going to play into how we deal with the darkness at at least initially. So that's what makes me think, you know, I mean, we'll see. We still have several weeks. Um, I mean, yeah. Any other, any other thoughts that you guys were thinking on those theories? I mean, big, Big picture, like big pie in the sky dream would be some sort of cla- like cataclysmic event happens on IO and like either changes it or destroys it. Like that would be, that'd be really interesting. I just, I don't see Bungie doing that right now. Maybe next season could be uh, a sort of like introduction to the darkness. Uh, yeah. Sort of kind of just like a, uh, almost like a tease, I guess you could say. Of yeah. Kind of just barely sprinkling it in there. So, we're introduced like okay they're here now but they're not really here and then that leads into yeah. kind of like what you're saying nick as far as like a big event like a cataclysmic event maybe that could be the actual big you know dlc expansion for the the big season yeah 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 i could see that so yeah i mean this is all theorizing at this point um, sure, sure. but what was happening oh uh gathalian who was a, a one of the biggest destiny uh streamers for a long time now he's more of a variety streamer with destiny still but you know he plays a lot of games mm-hmm. he was tweeting about uh looking forward to like where the story is going and and especially like oh what are we leading towards with the darkness and with you know the next expansion or whatever and luke smith the director on all things destiny tweeted at him and said you are not prepared <laughs> so of course people were like okay you know like that's exciting but also like cautiously exciting Right. But then Gathalian tweeted at him and said, I've heard that crap before. And so people <laughs> thought that he was throwing down like, OK, put your money where your mouth is. And he kind of was. But what people realized was and Gathalian even clarified, he's like, hey, I wasn't being rude to him. He was quoting something. He was quoting uh, a villain named Illidan from World of Warcraft because him and Luke Smith were huge World of Warcraft players. Luke Smith has talked about world of warcraft being an inspiration to him tremendously with how he shapes destiny and and things like that Mm -hmm. and so people started speculating like well you know there was a big expansion involving illidan in world of warcraft and that involved his hordes of darkness basically attacking the game world and like pretty much changing a lot of how the game world was experienced and this is all theorizing, of course, but it, it makes me wonder if that's kind of, you know, what they're sort of hinting at. Because they've been building up for this for a while. Yeah. Destiny 3 is not on the horizon. They're not. They've basically said, like, oh, no, we're planning Destiny 2 for, I mean, this is going to be year four of Destiny 2, correct? Nick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've said they're already planning out year five and year six of Destiny 2. So any resources that they were maybe you know having to do for destiny 3 are probably now going into destiny 2 so it feels like it feels like something big is coming i hope it is it seems like it because you know last season was so strong i'm hoping the rest of the season will be strong um but it's not bad that's kind of what we talked about it's 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 there i'm enjoying it hoping we get like a big you know to take the season out 
I'm hoping what's what's going on is because I, I'm from what you've told me too about last season. It yeah. sounds like that was very strong, very like kind of like you said, very tightly packed. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping we're kind of going through like a lull period, I guess, mm-hmm. where they're kind of it's like all this cool stuff is on the horizon. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. something like crazy happens in the future. And we're kind of just in that kind of like weird transition period right now. Yeah. And it's very possible, you know, we don't want to set ourselves up so high to let ourselves down. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But that's kind of the mind that I have as well. Avery is like, it makes a lot of sense from a logistical standpoint to maybe have a season that is slower because you are trying to, pump more resources resources into what comes after that you know right right and we're literally about to face the enemy that has been set up since the beginning of destiny one and that has not happened yet at all right so it it feels like they're gonna make it big you know i hope yeah. so um actually oh. every so you don't have shadow keep right uh, i do not know did you ever see the story or are you did you know anything about the story of shadow keep i do not okay um, won't spoil too much. If it's, if it's on sale, I would recommend getting it. It's short, it's, you know, but there's some really cool activities in there. But the campaign, even though it was short, was really cool. And um, we kind of, in a way, get a face-to-face with the darkness. And we're starting to realize, like, what the darkness is or what it's capable of. And so right. it definitely feels like that has... That has bled through into these seasons. It has definitely like, okay, the darkness is a real threat and it is actually actively coming now. So it's you know, they've definitely been trying to build up towards uh towards something. But uh, yeah, I think that the other the other part of this too is that we got to stop saying this game's dead. I think it's good. <laughs> I think still did a great job. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think like I said, there's still a lot to do. It just feels like a lull, um, mm-hmm. and. It generally, I think, does this time of year, like historically. So. Yeah. <laughs> it like a little I think that's even what Cathalian was saying was like, and then, you know, hoping that they, they hit it out of the park after that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's the thing. Um, I mean, they've made a ton of improvements to the game, to be honest. Like, I think I, I, I definitely don't hate the season pass. Like, I actually think they've been doing really, really well with the, uh, like the story and like rolling out through the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've talked about changes that are still coming to the game in their recent uh, This Week at Bungie blog posts. And it's all good. Like, it's all just like, no, this is where we know we have to improve and let's do it. And, you know, yep. people yep. are always going to complain. They're always going to have something to complain about. But uh, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, I think they have made a lot of really big changes. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes from there. I enjoyed Guardian Games uh, as a hunter main. I'm not happy. (laughs) The season I switched to Titan, and the Titans are winning the Guardian Games. I love it. (laughs) I I also do have a Titan, uh, but yeah, I think Titan main a while ago too. Yeah, yeah. I think next season I'm going to go all Titan. Uh, I've been mostly Warlock this season. Um, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I like the Guardian Games. I think it was a cool idea. Don't think it's great i don't think they hit it perfectly but i like it i like it the idea of it i like the competition of it everyone's kind of getting together um i it's just too much of a landslide i would have liked a little bit more <laughs> i would have liked to have seen some back and forth but i think yeah. i think they definitely probably got some like really good data out of it and i think yeah. the next guardian games will probably be even more yeah. i mean srl man avery's never played srl there's so many people oh, on our server have not played srl People are asking about it. Give us the Sparrow Racing League back, and that that would be the perfect opportunity to do it. I mean, that really would. <laughs> I don't want to wait a year until we get it, but you know, <laughs> at least yeah. until what was I going to say? Like, no, next time we get Guardian Games, I feel like SRL would be. Yeah, when Curse of Osiris was out, and everyone was like, "Fix this game," and they were like, "Oh, we could fix the game, or we could bring back SRL." Like, we're, we're, we're Holy crap, I forgot about that bait. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no people want it. Oh yeah. my gosh. But now I think they should just bring SRL because the game's not broken. I don't no, think no, it's in a terrible spot by any means. If I have to spare a race to destroy the darkness, I will be happy. <laughs> hey, next raid, Scourge of the Past. Kind of get like a mini sparrow race. Oh, sparrow yeah. Race. Can't wait till we do that. Yeah, that'll be fun. We got to set a date for that soon. Um, for sure 
going back to the Guardian games real quick, yeah. something I kind of wish, um, which I do really like the idea of like all the individual classes like kind of competing, and I do like the idea of like competition between all those. Yeah. But I miss the faction rallies, man. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what a lot of people have been thinking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I think, too, that's kind of the reason why it felt so uh, one-sided almost. Because uh, you're obviously you're stuck into whatever class that you play as. I mean, obviously, you can switch between characters. True. But whereas with the faction rallies, unless we get a, you know, another new monarchy situation, where it's just right. one character <laughs> dominates. But yeah. at least with that, you can choose. Yeah, we did. Which you're right. <laughs> you can choose. Okay, I'm gonna go into this faction or that faction. So it's not necessarily like you're kind of put into a box. Yeah, yeah, I could see that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that as well. Faction rallies returning. I think you know they're they're weighing all those ideas, and maybe this is a good way for them to actually. I mean, who knows? Maybe Guardian Games is always going to be temporary. Maybe this is their way of testing out you know how you know faction could... rallies would work coming back. Yeah. Um, you know, because that'd be cool, man. Like having, especially having more of a back and forth, and having like, um, I mean, think about it, right? When we had faction rallies, how did you know who was winning? I mean, you had to be following social media. Oh, for sure, yeah. There was nothing in game, you know. It was like, yeah, you just saw the armor and, and and stuff like that, but like you had no idea how things were going until they told you. Right. Uh, it's cool now being able to basically see it live every day. Like, that I love being cool. able to see stuff like that. Um, yeah. The flags, didn't they? I don't think so. I don't believe there were flags. I think it was just one like, that you log on in the tower, but like they right. didn't change. Uh, was, you know, they were all the flags were in the same spot, and they looked like they were the same setup, but they didn't move. That's right. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. it was very themed, but yeah, it was like uh, for the community events. I love the way that they've been doing the community events now. Like, I think it's really cool being able to see. You know, when it came to rebuilding the um, the lighthouse. You know, seeing the progress of that and uh, now with these community things, seeing it like logging in and, and yeah, getting getting a getting faction rallies like that. That would be that would be really cool to see that. Um, but yeah, no, I like that. Um, Grandmaster Nightfalls. Haven't done it. I didn't play that crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too low level. <laughs> I am, you know, I I think the highest level is, is probably Jared and Nick. And where where do you hover at for your best uh like best gear? Uh, I think I'm like six twenty one. Wait, you're what? There's nine twenty one. One thousand twenty one. One thousand. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> six twenty one. Um, <laughs> Throw that grinding up. You are the top level player. <laughs> so 1021 is kind of where you're hovering with your best gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't really comment on it because I haven't done it yet. I think the only comment I can make is is uh, it, it seems like it, it takes a heck of a grind to get up there. Um, yeah. But they have been improving how you get powerful drops. I mean, a lot more things award powerful drops and, and pinnacle drops. Uh, did they change that, Nick, yet? Or is that coming in, like, uh, next season or something, where, like, the weekly Crucible, Vanguard, and Gambit will be pinnacle? You know what I'm talking about, or am I making this up? No, you're okay. absolutely right there, and that's going on right now. Okay, Yeah, because cool. when I hopped on the other day, I believe it said pinnacle already. So. Nice. Okay. So that stuff's cool, man. Like, I'm, you know, they're definitely being more... It's not impossible to get up to the level to do Grandmaster Nightfalls. Yeah, um, right. If there was a little bit more going on this season, I think I might have been actually tempted to do it. But it's just been, like you said, the season has been whelming. Not bad, not good. Um, I've played it as much as I want to, and I haven't felt the need to like grind. But um, mm-hmm. but I'm yeah, excited absolutely. to see what, what comes next, you know. Yeah. Um, and we know stuff is coming. I mean, obviously, they have a plan to, you know, whatever they're going to do narratively um, on this podcast. I don't want to, I don't ever want to do spoilers, but I will allude to them. Um, we know of, at least according to data minds, we know of at least one secret weapon that probably has a quest attached to it. Don't know if it's going to be similar to like whisper or, or zero hour, or if it'll be, you know, smaller, or bigger, but we know there's at least one other secret, mission type thing oh yeah okay coming up it's in the files so it's possible that it may not be coming but unlikely yeah because it's like feared sniper rifle of destiny (laughs) (laughs) yes let's leave it at that that is a good way to hint at it um 
but the the 3D model is in the game. It's fully textured. It has an ornament. It has mm-hmm. lore attached to it, and in fact, it has an entire lore book attached to it. Um, so to me, it seems like it's it's ready to ship. I, I doubt I doubt we won't be seeing it in the in the coming weeks. So. How many weeks do we have left in this? Um, June 9th, twenty twenty. Okay. Nice. Okay, so, so just going through the end of this month and the first week or so of uh, of June. Yeah. yeah, I could definitely see something, you know, last minute popping up here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like there's still still some time for them to to drop in some fun stuff. Yeah. They they've been a little quiet about what's happening after Iron Banner. Iron Banner. Other than that, they haven't really talked about what's happening towards the end of this season. So. Yeah, and and going back to um one of the it was a very minor thing, um but one of the complaints that some people had about the last season was they had the they had the roadmap and they showed you everything happening in the season, but they showed you everything happening in the season, including like quote unquote secret quests. But it's like, okay, well it's on the calendar, so it's not really that secret, <laughs> you know, like, and so this season they straight up said at the beginning like, okay, we're only releasing you know the big events but we're going to keep things secret and yeah. for the for the roadmap this season. And so um obviously that comes with some, you know, I mean the rest of the season could be extremely boring. <laughs> you yeah. know, but or you know, it, I still prefer this because it's like I do like secrets. I do like being surprised. Um right. and even even last season when you think about it, the Imperian Foundation, which was the name for when Saint-14 was finally like, hey, I have this idea, but I need the community's help to do it. Yeah. Um, that didn't happen until, what, maybe the last four weeks? Maybe five oh, that's, weeks? That's true. You're right. Yeah. And that really, like, made it rain, like, even even loot. Like, <laughs> yeah. with the way they ended up turning those obelisks on their head and basically like, hey, yeah, you know all that crap that you've been building up over the season? Here's how you can spend it, and we're gonna just rain legendary loot on you. And it was... <laughs> they may not do that this season, but that was cool, and that was unexpected, and, and it led to a really cool payoff with the Trials of Osiris reveal. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, who knows? It could be a slow rest of the season and hope the next season is, is uh, you know, stronger, or it could be that uh, now that the Guardian games are about to end and, you know, all we have left that we know about is Iron Banner, it could be that now they start hitting the ignition and, and really going for it. Um, but the other thing to keep in mind, too, is we are living in interesting times. Um, yeah. Everybody's had to shift to working from home, and and I know some places are starting to return to work uh, at least soon, but I don't think we're near the end of this pandemic, you know, yet. Um, no. And so that limits developers, you know, like what they can do and how how they can do it. So hopefully, they they seem pretty confident about things going well. I think that's probably why this season had kind of a glitchy launch because it literally happened while COVID hit. Right. Um, yeah, I could see that for sure. But you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with with the with the rest of the season. I mean, they seem pretty confident with where things are going. So, yeah, I would say overall, like of everything we talked about, I would say pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah I mean, I would agree with that. Again, I gotta stress. You remember what we did during Curse of Osiris? We had. <laughs> Yeah, it was not good. We had a short campaign that was I know some people liked it. I didn't mind it, but there was there was some pretty cringeworthy stuff in there. I think Sagira said later haters at one point. <laughs> that might have been a fever dream. I can't remember, but I feel like I'm roughly familiar, but Yeah. Sounds legit. <laughs> but then right. on top of that, what was the end game? It was uh the the um the lost prophecy verses. <laughs> and each of those gave you a weapon, but it was literally like Okay, to get this hand cannon, do twenty strikes. Yeah. And at the time, there was probably like four or five strikes. <laughs> and then once you yeah. did that, it was like, hey, this next one's going to be harder. Uh, yeah, do fifty strikes and twenty crucible matches or something. <laughs> like it was just <laughs> that fun was time. it. That was the end game, and it was like right. we had fun with it because it was you know it was whatever. We we knew it wasn't the greatest, but like yeah. Uh, for anybody to be saying they preferred the game back then, you. You're on no, something. No, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> crazy talk. I'm <laughs> <laughs> my friends. Yeah. I want a hidden mission. 
I love I, hidden missions. I, I, I just want to hit a mission. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see what, what's next. I yeah. think September is also going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just kind of a cool opportunity to get people into. I think it's actually a really good opportunity to get into Destiny if you haven't. Mm-hmm. And I look at it that way because things aren't crazy, so it's not overwhelming. Correct. Um, so I think it's a, like a good time to either come back or to like get your friends into playing some like more mainstay like PvP modes or Gambit or or Strikes or whatever. Um, yeah, I so. think that's kind of what happened with Eli. Is he realized like oh man, here's all this stuff that I haven't done. And it's new to him because he hasn't been playing as long as we have, you know? So yeah. there's a ton of yeah. quests and pinnacle weapons and how do you do this and that? And then just playing, practicing the game. And I think he, he's finally found that thing that clicked with him. And so it's been yeah, really cool absolutely. to see, like, mm-hmm. him digging in. Uh, for me, I just want, uh, eventually, as far as the story goes, I want, like, a planet blown up or something. I want something yeah. to happen. <laughs> I think I th- it's going to happen. I yeah. do think it is. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, coming back after so long, and, like, not that there's anything wrong with the same planets that we've had, but I'm, like, mm-hmm. the same stuff, really. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I hope, like, I don't know. Uh, I don't really care which planet, but it'd be nice to see. No, it doesn't even have to be blown up necessarily. Just, like, some, like, big change to a planet, I guess you could say. So yeah. you're feeling you're feeling a lot like uh, our favorite scientist when he says the cabal again. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And that's what was funny is at the beginning of the season, like everybody was quoting that because it was like, oh, the main bad guys of this season are going to be the cabal again, and that hasn't really been true. Um, no, we don't really all. have a main villain this season except for the Almighty, which is MIA so far. I mean, he, he's coming. Oh Lord, he's coming. Um, slowest plan ever yeah (laughs) but uh i i do agree with you avery and i think they're um i think they've already been testing stuff like that and i think i think they're heading towards something like that i mean even minor things like um there there has been little things like the the world building this season has not been terrible like mm-hmm. uh the bunkers that are there now and then it's like even as the bunkers get stronger like if i've been noticing um on the planets where there are bunkers there are some sort of rasputin e looking towers rising in the distance yeah and yeah. so it's like okay stuff is is powering up things are coming online and then on top of that even minor things like um on those planets as you're doing patrols, suddenly um, Rasputin combat frames are just out in the open world. And there you hear them fighting and you go, it doesn't tell you anything. It's just like, you just go and like, oh, I'm going to help these guys fight. And then as you help them fight, they move to a different area and a different area. And then eventually they lead you to a treasure chest. And it's like, oh, that's just a random little thing that happens that it's like, I would like to see more of those things happen, you know? For sure, yeah to make the game feel more alive and, and lived in, even if it doesn't stick around. And and I honestly think it is getting there because it's like, you know, even last season, if you were to come in and, and see uh, the obelisks and be like, whoa, what the heck is going on with this? And they were like shooting lasers into the sky that were getting progressively, you know, stronger. And the bunkers are similar. Um, but I think they are trying to, to test that. And so I do, I want to see them expand on that in a big way, either to really shake things up and like a lot of things are different or, yeah, man, even for the game's file size, like, what if they say, like, all right, IO's gone, you know, or, or <laughs> Titan probably, Titan is... Yeah, is Titan would definitely you know? be there. <laughs> we get Titan. a new planet or two, but it's like, ah, sorry, guys, Titan's gone, you know, you can still access the strikes or whatever, but other than that... <laughs> Everyone like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you still have to play Sabathun's song, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Titan is such a cool like aesthetically it's pretty cool but just something about it I get it like you know what I take it back I'll I'll keep Titan around if they expand on that uh, that 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 big dome the the sci-fi you know with all the glowing oh uh, oh, the um the solarium thank you the solarium yeah solarium is a cool idea it's really beautiful and it's kind of like dude this could be a patrol space on its own but like you pretty much only go into it for Sabathin's song and, and some right. mission, So just get rid of Mercury <laughs> oh Mercury's yeah Mercury yeah. Gotta go. That's, yeah move the lighthouse somewhere else and mm-hmm. <laughs> Brother anyway. Vance. Um, yeah no that was great but yeah thank you guys very much for joining um, 
again, we're, we're just really getting started with this podcast. So uh, if anybody listens to this and wants any, uh, wants to give us any suggestions, what they liked, didn't like, uh, feel free to shoot us a message at TNS radio on Twitter. Um, and then, yeah, even you guys, if you guys, uh, have any ideas of a, a fun podcast episode involving one or two or three of us, uh, or whatever, you know, it's like the last episode was all about half-life and why we love that series. It's like, if you're passionate about something, I would love to do a podcast episode about it. You know? Oh yeah. That um, sounds great. Yeah. yeah. So just let me know. Um, but otherwise, thank you for listening to whoever uh, gave us time out of your day for listening to the podcast. And uh, yeah, give us any feedback you'd like. And until the next time. Take them. We're coming to you. No, don't come down here. Back off, you ugly piece of work. That'd be a great plan. If there were any powered crystals in here, what's plan B? Never mind. We're going with that plan. But you said there aren't any crystals. Not yet. Give Sloan my regards. Yeah.